Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley and Alex Yankovich. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We are so excited to be back with you for another incredible episode. And trust me, this one is a good one. Uh, Before we get going, just some housekeeping per usual. We are so grateful for all of you guys always tuning in for rating, subscribing, reviewing. Thank you for doing that. Make sure you're staying up to date with us on Instagram at Inside Dance Podcast. And we want to hear from you. If there's anything that... uh, you have feedback, you have thoughts, you just want to see how we're doing, please let us know. Our email is insidedancepodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, make sure you're following our friends over at Inside Dance Magazine, who we are so grateful to have such an amazing connection and partnership with. They are on Instagram at Inside Dance Mag. Let's talk community spotlight. This week, we are featuring the incredible organization Dancers Against Cancer. They are an official 501c3 that provides financial assistance to dance educators, dancers, and family members impacted by cancer. To date, DAC has proudly raised over $2 million in donations that directly benefit those in need. Their mission is to create an alliance in the dance community that provides financial support and inspiration to all those in the community, plus their families who have been impacted by cancer. The Dancers Against Cancer has a board that is led by Noah Lands and is filled with dance icons that we all know and love, such as Regold, Liz Imperio, Cindy Larson, and Jackie Slight. Our friends over at Inside Dance have a beautiful history of working to support this amazing foundation. They have helped sponsor and produce the Red Carpet Gala at the annual Industry Dance Awards. Now, this is an event. It's an amazing cancer benefit concert that awards dance studio routines from various competitions nationwide. Plus, they honor several choreographers and influencers in the dance community. Our Inside Dance partners have seen firsthand just how amazing the impact of this organization can be and could not speak more highly of this incredible foundation. To learn more about Dancers Against Cancer, you can visit their website at www.imadanceragainstcancer.org. There you can find information on how to get involved or directly donate. We will have their information posted in the description below. So speaking of Inside Dance, today we are kicking off our episode with a special guest. In addition to our incredible interview today, um, we are joined by the fabulous Anastasia Miller-Burns over at Inside Dance. Hey, Anastasia, how are you? Hi, Taylor and Alex. I'm amazing. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. We're excited to introduce, you know, your voice to our listeners and making sure, you know, everyone can get to know the amazing person that you are and how you've kind of helped us get this off the ground. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. And just to like sit here and chat with you is is making my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you. Well, um, if you would just like a little bit of background, you know, kind of um, your involvement with dance and kind of uh, what led you up to to being where you are now? Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, well, um, just like so many of us in the industry, we kind of all evolve um, through the years, um, through the incredible world of dance. And so, yes, I was a dancer myself as well. I grew up as a competition kid, toured all over the country and internationally. Um, I grew up in Maryland and I actually grew up dancing under Gary Pate when he owned his studio way back in the day um, in Waldorf, Maryland and um, outside of Washington, DC. And as you guys may or may not know, he is now 
the um, the amazing Gary Pate of Star Dance Alliance. He launched Star Power back in the 80s. And it's just, um, it's wonderful to um, still still work with him. Like, honestly, he's, um, Star Dance Alliance is one of our top advertising partners. And so it's just full circle. But basically, um, I then, after my dance career um, kind of shifted into a different realm, I moved to Los Angeles after college and I became a talent agent for dancers. And I had the honor for 16 years of representing all of you amazing dancers out there in Los Angeles, Atlanta, and in New York City. And um, that then kind of brought me into the publishing realm. I met our president and publisher, Chris Karaki, when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And he, at that time, had several publications already you know, out there with Inside Gymnastics and we had Inside Cheerleading and he was about to launch a new publication, which is Inside Dance. And I was just so fortunate to be um, at the right place at the right time. He brought me on as um, I was kind of just helping out with like consulting. And then I got offered, um, you know, a job full time. And I took that and ran with it. And seven years later, um, we are celebrating seven years of Inside Dance literally this month. And I'm now the executive vice president and co-publisher of Inside Dance. So it's been an amazing journey. I'm very, very lucky. Happy birthday, Inside Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That's yes. amazing. Our premiere, issue, our premiere issue starred Travis Wall and... Again, we've just had such a great um, experience of working with, with the best of the best and um, in telling their stories through our pages of the magazine. So it's been fantastic. That's amazing. Well, and I'm, I'm so intrigued. You know, Alex and I frequently talk about like longevity of performers' careers and like where is it going to take you after? And this is absolutely something that I think um, is, is such a blessing, right, to, to have this like streamlined, smooth transition. Um, into something that is related to dance that you can use your skill set, your knowledge, your years of experience that isn't necessarily performing. And so that's, I'm grateful for you and hopeful for Alex and I that we could have uh, some sort of a similar transition. But um, so this week we have, we are lucky enough to have the incredible, the talented, the kind Melissa McGee, the head coach of the Ohio State dance team um, for our interview this week. But um, spoiler alert, she may also be very much featured on the front page uh, cover story of Inside Dance for our latest um, latest issue. So you just got back from Ohio with a, doing a photo shoot with her, right? Um, yes. Could you, how was that experience? Well, actually, let's, before we get to that, let's back it up. What is your connection with Ohio State? Maybe did you know Melissa or Pryor? Um, and what kind of put that team on the radar to be featured? Oh, absolutely. Um, I can definitely say they have been on our radar for many years. Um, as you guys will get to learn more about on the podcast and also in the pages of our cover story right now for February and March, is um, they are four-time national champions. This program is just stellar. The, the, the dancers that audition, that get recruited, that seek out um, coming to Ohio State and being a part of this program are just the, the best of the best. And, and it goes to show they are four-time national champions. They're going to be defending their title and going for their fifth title in a few months. And spoiler alert, um, I have actually been very much tied to this program because I am an alumni of the Ohio State University dance team myself. Um, several years back, however, I'm not, I wasn't quite part of the past decade. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than this group is. But um, I just, of course, I'm a huge fan um, as an alumni, as a supporter, but also just 
because they are such incredibly hard workers. And that's, that's, that's where I come from. I come from, you know, a team that gives it their all. You put 110% on that floor when you take the competition stage, but you also are incredible proud ambassadors of your university. And I think all of us that come from these big schools, um, it's such a big part of our lives. And obviously I'm a, I'm a Buckeye for life and um, to have the opportunity to, and have a platform to, uh, to, to get Ohio State, you know, more recognized all over the world, not just within like the NCAA realm, but beyond because truly, um, you know, so many dancers seek out the, ne the next transition after high school. Like they don't know they want, they've been training their whole lives and what are they going to do? And now there's like th th these programs. I mean, there's so many great dance teams and, you know, even if you're not maybe going to into it being a dance major, but you still want to dance. Like these are opportunities that, that are just unforgettable and you make the best memories, you meet the best friends and it lasts you for the, the rest of your life. So with all that being said, I've known Melissa many, many years. Um, she was a dancer as well on uh, the Ohio State dance team. And then she became head coach. And what she has done, what she has done to raise the bar with that program. And, you know, when I was on the team, we were more of a club sport. We weren't necessarily part of all the big football games and basketball games. We got to do some, but we weren't always there every single weekend because we just weren't at that level um, in the spirit program. And now they are everywhere. And it, it just, it, I mean, I just burst, I just burst with pride and joy when I see them on, you know, Saturday afternoon football games on camera on ESPN. It's just so great. And none of them take it for granted. They know how hard it was to get there and they fight hard to keep it there. And, um, but yeah, we, we just went to Columbus, Ohio, back to campus, which was so fun. Um, got to see their new training facility, which is nothing like what we had in the past. So they have this incredible training facility, uh, which is another dream come true. And we spent two days with them shooting in a very safe environment. You know, everybody got their COVID tests before we were all together. My husband did the photography, um, Dean Burns photography. So it was truly a, a big family affair. And he's a, he's a proud Buckeye as well. So it was just, I mean, I, I can't stop smiling. It was so much fun. The talent, the photography. I mean, we just, it, it was so easy because they're so good and they know how to work a camera. Um, and it was just, it was, it was more of a vacation than it was a, like a work job weekend. And, um, and so I just, I, I, I'm so proud of how it all turned out. I'm so proud to tell their story. Again, we just, we, we get very personal with all of our cover stories and, that's what makes it so much fun for us. You know, it's not just a story. It's like the inside story. And it's something that you're going to read in our pages that you won't just read on like, you know, if you Google the program, like you're going to learn something new about Melissa herself, her journey, the, the athletes that are on the team right now, the, um, the seniors that are on the team right now were freshmen when they won their very first national championship. So that's really cool too. And we get to talk all about that. So yeah, it's been great. That makes me so happy. And I just have to mention, your husband did an amazing job on the shoot. And actually, Abby Takahashi, um, she and I went to the same studio growing wow. up together. But she's like so grown up now. We're definitely, you know, a couple years apart. So I didn't even, re I didn't even recognize her when I was, you know, looking through the cover. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Abby. Oh, it's that, so crazy. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But you really, you bring up such a good point about this uh, sense of community in the dance community and realizing that we all have these different pockets. It's not just ballet, modern jazz. It is this entire world. And it's our job as those who've 
experienced it and continue to experience it and continue to work in this industry, it's our job to make sure we're evolving the community for those people who are going to follow in our footsteps and making sure we build that sense of community. And I can really feel that, especially with college dance teams and college campuses in general, that alumni, um, that alumni connection is super strong. So I love that you went back there and it was a whole family affair and we're using like the resources of our community. It makes me so happy. So everyone remember always, always make friends with the jobs that you're on and the school, the classes that you're in, because that's such an amazing part of this industry. And then you get to be in your position where you're working in a, at a publication and you get to go back and have, share those special memories. So thank you for uh, yeah. sharing that story. Oh, no, thank you guys. And it's so true. I mean, the dance community is, is so vast, but it's also so small. And, you know, you, you never know, like the connections that you make, you know, networking and stuff, you never know where, where that's going to lead years down the road. And so, um, like you said, like always be a professional and always, you know, take that time to get to know who you're working with. And, and uh, cause you never know, I mean, yeah, you just really never know where that might lead and um, it could open up other doors, you know, maybe not that, that in that moment, but just working alongside somebody that you book a job with. Um, you never know where they, they may go and they'll remember you, you remember them and stay in touch. And it really, it, I mean, I have to, I feel that the entertainment industry in general is just very much a networking community. And that's what makes it so wonderful. You know, it's not just about how you look on paper, it's how you present yourself and how your work ethic is and how you, you know, you present yourself and, and that speaks volumes. Totally. Well, on that note, um, we are so grateful for this relationship that we have uh, recently started with you guys and had such a, such a great time um, interviewing, being connected with all these different um, sources that we may not necessarily have had prior to this partnership. So um, just from Alex and I both, we just want to say thank you again for everybody over at Inside Dance, Inside Publications. Um, we're grateful for the opportunity and I'm so proud to continue to create this this baby, this project, whatever this is. Oh this my gosh, you guys so. are knocking it out of the park. We 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 just beam with pride and excited excitement every Wednesday when a new episode comes out because you guys are just fantastic. Your guests, you I mean, you 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 bring in so many like diverse guests, and it's like you guys are just having this conversation like you've known each other for your whole lives, and that is what's so exciting and we look forward to it we want more and more and I, we're just we're so proud and honored and so thank you thank you so much that means a lot we're actually having a really fun time doing it so that's always you know what's most important so thank you so much Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anastasia, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for hopping on saying hello. We look forward to having you back on again soon. I'm sure to discuss uh, some more, some more topics, issues, things, all the things related to Insight Dance, right? But um, for now, listeners, hang tight. You have an amazing interview in store. Stay tuned. Melissa McGee, right around the corner. <laughs> Well, everyone, welcome to Inside Dance Podcast. We have an incredible guest for you today. We have the head coach of Ohio State University dance team, Melissa McGee. Welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> welcome. How's it going, Melissa? It's good. It's really good. We're um, in the middle of getting started for nationals, so we're, we're excited over here. Oh, that's so exciting. Nationals, uh, when does that take place? Usually January. Uh, this, year, <laughs> this year it's at the end of April. So we're totally flipped our schedule this year. 
I'm sure there's it's like so many different um, accommodations and um, kind of procedures with with COVID. We've talked a little bit at that, about that with dance competitions. And so I imagine it's a whole new world of, of things to learn and hoops to jump through uh, in the dance team world, too. So props to you guys, but I'm sure you're going to kill it. And I can't wait to can't wait to tune in. <laughs> Uh, Melissa, I have to tell you, I'm fangirling just a little bit. So just to tell you a little bit about myself, I grew up um, uh, dancing on Rosary High School's dance team. And then my sister was also on the dance team and she did Orange Coast College. So I am extremely familiar with, you know, the whole UDA um, high school and college dance team uh, process, uh, as well as my best friends went to UT. I have some friends that went to Minnesota. So uh, we cannot wait to dive in um, to ask some questions. That's awesome. Great. All great programs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, like your dance training, your background, where you're from and how you kind of, you know, chose you because you went to OSU. I did. Right. So that whole process. Yeah. So, um, sure. A little bit about myself. I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, which is right at the border of Ohio and Michigan. So North, um, and so when I was looking at schools, it actually pretty much came down to, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, those, that's where I was looking, um, ended up coming to Ohio State for a number of different reasons and joined the dance team. Um, I didn't always know I wanted to dance in college. I grew up in a studio. Um, and so I was studio trained my whole life, studio competition, taught at the studio. You know how it is. You live, eat and breathe at the studio. So um, dance team was not a huge deal where I was from. I really didn't know much about it. Um, but I just happened to have a friend that was from my studio that was on the team at Ohio state. And that ultimately gave me the exposure and the awareness came to see what it was all about. And, um, grew up around sports my whole life. My parents are coaches and my dad was an athletic director. And so was always kind of around team sports. And this was some sort of weird mix of like studio dance and a team sport. And so I was like, "Ah, yeah, this seems like a great thing. So, Ended up coming to Ohio State, was on the team for four years, and actually started coaching the year after I graduated, which is, um, yes, it was a, it was quite the ordeal. <laughs> and I haven't looked back since. So this is my 10th year. That's amazing. Congratulations on such a quick and successful turnaround. I'm like, that speaks volumes about you as not only a dancer, but like uh, in a leadership role. So that's incredible. I have to say, I'm so excited to kind of be a sponge this episode because like Alex said, she has so much experience in the dance team world. Um, whereas like myself, I was a studio kid. Uh, I grew up in the South and from Georgia. So a lot more like SEC kind of like cheerleading and uh, palm line is more kind of my forte. So um, I can't wait to to dive into this and, and learn more about it. So um, what was your experience like as far as like auditioning for the uh, the program and kind of your transition into because uh, I assume you said it was your freshman year that you made the team, right? Can yeah. you kind of like briefly describe that? Sure. Yeah. So when I was um, things have changed quite a bit. But when I was back in the day, um, when I was looking at the team, it was an audition very much like you would do a scholarship audition at a convention. It was, you know, you show up. You learn um, whatever the routines are, combos that they're teaching. Um, The way that it worked my senior year in high school was kind of crazy. It was actually a Tuesday, Thursday clinic type of thing. So I drove two and a half hours from Toledo after school, came here for like six to eight um, for the little clinic or, you know, workshop, drove back to Toledo after um, and did that twice through. And um, I'll never forget the actual audition day was the same day as my senior prom. So like drove down to Columbus did the whole audition, drove back, took like a 10 minute shower and like was at the prom in a half an hour. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, 
And I always thought like, what if I didn't make it? Like that would have been a terrible day. Um, but luckily enough, you know, it worked out. And so, you know, things have changed quite a bit. We don't even do hold auditions anymore, but at the time that's what the standard was. And it was very much like, I would say a scholarship audition at a convention, um, pretty standard from that perspective. Why is it everyone's prom story is like, if you're a dancer and you're going to prom, yeah. like I remember I went to prom and the next day I had to be up at 5 a.m. for a dance competition. It's like never prom is always like in that May area when things are picking up before like. Yes. No one has time for a prom when you're no. a senior and you're dancing at a studio. Like you just have to make it work. Um, and somehow we do. Right. I, I remember like do. commuting like 40 minutes doing like yeah. duets, Thanks. trios, commuting home. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I mean, I, I, I didn't even have to do hair and makeup. So I mean, props to you guys. So did you, what was the transition like becoming the coach? I mean, right after graduating, because I feel like it it could be both ways. It's like, you're fresh, you're right off the team. So you know where the state, what the stakes are, but also now you're being an authority figure to people who are probably a year below you. So what was that like? It was totally both. I mean, you like, you know, that on the head, like I was so naive at the age of 22, (laughs) thinking back of like, if I know what I, if I knew what I knew now, I don't think I would have ever been bold enough to do that. But you know, you're 22 and you just want to help out. And that's really where my intentions were. I wanted to help out the program. Um, and I grew really passionate about it and really passionate about Ohio state and what dance team in general taught you, um, throughout college, like the way that it enhances what you're experiencing. Experiences. And so, and we started to gain a little bit of momentum. We started to um, kind of see some talent come through. So I wanted that to continue on. So I stayed on. And um, from the perspective of knowing what it was like to be on the team, that was very real. You know, you knew the pains, you knew what it felt like uh, when the coach made XYZ decision. And, you know, you wanted to avoid that at all costs and not be that coach. Um, but on the flip side, I was really close with the team and I was a captain my senior year. And I, some of my best, my very best friend growing up was a junior on the team. So when I became a coach and she was a senior and, you know, a couple others that we, I was really close with, that was really challenging. And we, we talked about that as the dark period, like for those two or three years as they were coming through, like we weren't friends. It, it We couldn't be. And then now we've resumed our friendship, but you know, there was like that period of time where it was just like very awkward and very weird. Um, but it had to be, you know, we had to separate it out in order for things to work. And, um, I'm thankful that they were patient with me and like accommodating to the fact that I was learning and figuring things out. Um, and so, yeah, we got through, but it was definitely a double-edged sword. Um, that first, the first couple of years, I would say. Also. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how, nice of a person you are as a coach, like tensions get high. And that is just the way it is. Like, especially like in that environment, when you're doing, you know, the warmups before you even go on to perform, like it is a high intensity situation. So like, it doesn't matter how nice you are, how close to friends it's like, things get super rough. So that's completely understandable. Yes. And we were building a program. I mean, we were trying to take up a team that we, I was a club, uh, we were a club sport when I was in college. So my senior year, we transitioned into athletics, which is a total different ball game. And we were trying to figure out our identity within the athletic department in the fans here at Ohio state. And so every performance that we did was like high stakes. It wasn't just nationals. When you're trying to build that brand, everything mattered and you had to earn everything you wanted to get. So Um, There was a lot of pressure. I always look back at those years and like those teams built this team for sure. 
and all the teams that came before him. But um, yeah, they were they were definitely put through the ringer. <laughs> I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Well, I have no doubt in my mind um, that you guys transitioned into, uh, you know, kind of a well-respected reputation in the athletic department um, because I'm sure, yeah, that's kind of a learning curve too for like the student body. Um, I'm not sure how it goes with like, or uh, what your differences and performances was between being like club team and athletics. But like, let me tell you, you watch one routine from Ohio State mind-blowing like especially I want to talk about um this past year the 2020 routine that won holy holy everything Batman like I was so so blown away um by so many things not only like the evolution of jazz and what jazz is kind of in the dance team world which I definitely want to dissect and talk a little bit more of but like the athleticism the precision the musicality the cleanliness the like the skills that were in there, there was partnering, there was gr- like groups of, of, of females doing double tours and like some acrobatic skills I didn't even know existed. So like, wow. But let's, let's talk more about that. Can I ask who, who was the choreographer for that routine? Yeah. Rudy of Ruth choreographed, um, in gosh, June of 2019 or yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, we were actually going to use it as a home routine and ended up saving it for nationals just because of the intricacy, like in order for us to put it together in a week for home routine was not going to be possible. That so was going to be a home routine. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's just like a preseason competition for anybody that doesn't know what a home routine is. It's like a optional preseason comp that you kind of like throw together in two weeks, a week max. So once we got that like original choreo, there was no way we could have done it justice. And, um, infuse like what we needed to, from a dance team perspective, um, because that's part of our process uh, to get skills in there and some like technique and things like that. So yeah, we ended up using that routine for nationals. It's unreal. Taylor, when you said uh, the females do a double tour, I know exactly what part you're talking about. Yeah. It's like on the, it's on the, the high note of the, at the end of the routine. That's not the- easy. <laughs> right. I know it was like a full on two minute sprint of yeah. like, Oh, wow. It, it was so beautiful. And so props to you to all the dancers. Um, Shoot, I just lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Bah, 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 bah. Oh, the, uh, circling back to kind of the um, identity of jazz within the the dance team role. I loved it because I'm a big EDM fan myself. And so for me, I, I know kind of it's evolved. Like in the past few years, there was a big push for like lyrical. And before that, it was like jazz. So I don't know what's kind of uh, been your experience with that and like keeping up with trends in the dance team world. Um, and then especially through COVID, like how are you preparing um, for nationals coming up with all these things going on and still trying to stay current? Yes. So first part of the question is like something I'm really passionate about, which I think kind of derives from like studio background. Um, it's weird with dance team that it's just jazz, like jazz. It's just it's like a big abyss of a category. That can jazz, be- lyrical, modern, open, talent, yeah. tumbling, acro division. I'm pretty sure. And like, yeah. you'll be fine. And I feel like they, in the jazz, like category, it's still, it carries contemporary care. Like everybody does a completely different routine. No routine is the same. Right. Which makes that category like really hard from a judge's perspective. Um, because you're sometimes comparing apples and oranges, even within one category. Um, but for us, I think a big part of our team kind of figuring out like where we were going was figuring out who we were and what 
mattered to us just generally within like the dance team space. And then kind of pushing a little bit outside of what had been done in the jazz category for sure, but even Palm too, which is like totally different beast that most studio kids are like, what is that? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I totally, I was there. Um, so yeah, I think for jazz, I, I don't know. I just like to do something different. And I think our team really responds to that. Um, you know, not doing the same thing every single year. You want to, you want to push yourself creatively um, as an artist and and kind of challenge them in different ways. So that's been our approach in the category. Um, and then COVID this year is just like a different ball game. Um, you know, anytime we have practice, it's a big day because we're just, you just are celebrating the little milestones along the way so much more. And I just keep telling my team, like getting on the stage is an accomplishment. Like in this year, just actually being on the stage to do a live performance is going to be an accomplishment. So let's just work towards that. And then the rest may fall as it falls. Um, so that's kind of been our, our mindset. That makes me so happy. Uh, that's incredible. It's such a great attitude and a perspective to have, especially and that's a hard shift, but even after having a whole year of, you know, the year that we had, and it's great that you guys were able to earn that title. And then immediately after, you know, things started shutting down. So after a year, it's like, all you can do is have that perspective on things. So that's incredible. Um, I do, I'm going to pump your tires a little bit. So obviously, cause I've been following, I've been following results for like 10 or 12 years, even before that, like while I was also in high school. So it, with college dance team in the, it's division one, a correct. Um, it's usually the same, uh, universities that all are all switching spots in the top five. It's always, you know, it seems to be these amazing dances are brought every single year. So it is hard to kind of break that ceiling. And I feel like you've been the coach that has broken that ceiling, getting your team a little bit closer and closer and not that winning is everything, but you've definitely done something right. And I just want to know how you keep your team motivated, especially in college, because college can be really distracting and it's a different time in your life and you're over 18 and it's just, it's difficult. So how do you keep the team motivated and how do you, yeah, just how do you keep them motivated and how you've, you know, progressed to this, the amazing like past four years? Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I think for us, college kids are my favorite, like hands down, like the best group, the best age group for me. Um, I just think they're funny. They're hilarious. They figure out who they are in four years. Um, and you kind of see them come in as freshmen that like, don't speak at all. And they like, won't even look you in the eye. And then by the time they're leaving, they're like, move, I don't need you. Like get out of my way. (laughs) And I think that like four year stretch is awesome. Um, there's never a day at our practice where somebody's not cracking a joke or we're like, you know, it's, they're just a, it's a fun group, a fun age. So I think from that perspective, um, yes, college can be distracting, but I think if you find the right people, it can also be like really awesome. And the program kind of lets you figure out who you are for four years. Um, and I think for us, it's all about like pride in Ohio say in the program and the alumni, that's something that is really, really important to our team um, because we've gone through a lot to get here. (laughs) It wasn't easy. And I think that we really try and make sure, even if you come in as a freshman now and you are experiencing a very different team than I experienced and that so many people before us experience, you still respect and understand what 
those teams before you had to do to get you here. And so I think that gives us a little bit more and me for sure motivation to, yeah, you might have won, but like, don't stop. Like you still have to, um, have, you know, a reputation and pride for the school and the, you know, the block go, we always say, and that's not going away. So like, you still got to make it work every single year, no matter what you did the year before. Um, so I think that for us is like more so our focus than like, I don't know, like the placements or whatever. Obviously we want to win that everyone wants to win, but, um, I think what would be really not great is putting a product out that we weren't proud enough, proud of and winning. No one in our program would be cool with that. So I think it's more about like putting products out that we are really passionate about and love and feel like represent Ohio state more than anything for, for me, at least. I love that. Yeah. And I, I feel like, um, team pride and, uh, I know it's cliche, but team building, right? If you have a group of people that you're proud of, it kind of takes the pressure off you as a coach, right? You don't have to rule with an iron fist and be like, you better behave and be good because it's not just letting one person down. It's letting your entire team down. And I'm sure that only becomes easier. Um, as Alex said, as you have, um, risen through the ranks over the year and built this reputation, like it is such an honor and a prestige to even make the team. So I I'm sure once, cause you, you don't get on the team on accident, right? Like it is a process. You are dying to be there. So once you're on, it's almost like self-driven motivation of like, don't screw this up kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I love that you foster that, um, that sense of pride. And I feel like that's the best, the best and kind of simplest way to, to maintain that discipline is just be like, Hey, we, you, you didn't come this far just to come this far. Like, let's keep going and let's do it together. So I, um, I love that. Well, uh, on top of like motivation and um, kind of like morale camaraderie, keeping that up with the team. What do you guys do for cross training? I'm curious. I I'm sure being in athletics now you have athletic trainers and um, you know, PT specialists, which is incredible. And I love that. Um, but what else just to like stay in shape and cross train to avoid injury? Yeah. Well, I have grown really passionate about this topic too, um, because coming from a studio, I don't know how it was for everybody else, but for us, it was like, you just dance until you can't anymore and, um, show up and yeah, you might be hurt, but like, keep going. And like, you only really went to a doctor or saw someone if you were like, could not move body. Um, and so it's a total different world in athletics when teams have support and, um, not just physical, but mental, a sports psychologist, a athletic trainer, a strength and conditioning coach, like it's a total different world in the athletic space. And I've seen, I was not always a believer on the front end. I will be the first to admit, um, particularly like in strength and conditioning and understanding the impact that that can have, um, from injury prevention of cross training outside of just what we do in practice. Um, but luckily enough, we have a strength and conditioning coach that's been with me since we've started. She's amazing. Um, and she's female, which, you know, it's uh, uh, just an added bonus, I think, for my kids to see a female um, kind of in, in a, a power position, I'll call her. But um, she's great. And she, you know, the first couple of years, we had to go back and forth of like, this isn't working. Their hips are killing them or I don't need their quads to be big. I want them long, lean and tone, um, you know, and really working through what does that mean? Luckily enough, she actually trains synchronized swimming here as well, um, which is a huge program at Ohio State. They're the best in the country. They have the most national championships of any team. So I have to give them a shout out because um, they are 
incredible athletes. Um, so because she trains both of us, it, it, we're looking for the same thing. So that's been a nice kind of like, um, I don't know, crossover. And then I have really grown to see how it has enhanced them, particularly as they're getting older and as they've danced in a studio for their whole life and they're coming to me and that we need them to dance until they're 22 at a really high level. Um, cross training has been great for that. Um, and just building different muscles to help support the muscles that they already came in with and the training that they already had. Um, and then of course, athletic training and sports site kind of round out the crew and nutrition, um, to really make sure that we're giving our kids a holistic, we call them like an athletic performance team that helps kind of make sure that they get through their four years successfully. I'm so happy to hear that. And so, so grateful for your team that, that you have those resources. Um, and I have to say, um, I didn't know this. A friend of mine actually brought it to my attention. March is National Athletic Trainer Month. So shout out to all the athletic trainers out there. Anyone that is involved in the um, injury prevention, longevity, or rehab of dancers, performers, artists, athletes, cheers to you guys. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you so much. Um, and yeah, let's stay healthy. Let's keep dancing. <laughs> exactly. And our trainer is amazing. So we're very lucky to have her too. That makes me so happy to hear. And I think that's why a lot of people are passionate about, you know, this college dance team and high school, high school as well, but college dance team, you are treated like you are part of the athletics department. You're on the same level as those other sports and you get the same treatment. I think that's so important because it's really important to feel valued. And, you know, in high school, it was always tough because our, our dance team was so great, but I always wanted that extra like validation. Like I remember being so mad at graduation that we didn't even get like a stole. A, a stole. I was like, man, like, do we, like, I feel like we need this validation. Yeah. Like it would have been so helpful to have had, you know, and high school is a totally different uh, financial situation than obviously a college team. But that makes me so happy that you guys are valued on that level because that's what you need to succeed. And that's what you need to, to, um, have a longevity. And like you said, stay on the team till you're 22. That that's a part of the entire process. Yeah. And it's a weird, it's an interesting time in college athletics, but with dance specifically, because I think a lot of teams are trying to find that identity and, you know, are you, um, are you a part of the marching band? Are you part of athletics? Are you, um, with the cheer team, you know, and really finding a college dance team identity is I feel like the transition we're, we're in right now, just generally across the board, as I talk to other coaches. So, um, I'm hopeful that we can continue to move the momentum forward towards more programs, you know, getting res the kind of respect, but also support, you know, from within the department, because, um, I've seen the impact that it makes and I'm a, I'm a real believer in it. So. And it's also true that I love that you are, you know, in communication with other coaches because you guys are all in this together and you're a part of basically, basically a representation of this. So more, the more schools that have the drive to be better and be more well-rounded and have all of that, like it, it motivates everybody else. So everyone gets on like the higher level. Oh, that makes me so happy. That's amazing. Absolutely. I have a much less in-depth question, but okay. just curious again, as kind of a rookie uh, to uh, dance team world, I know you mentioned having a female athletic trainer, um, but in watching most of the routines, I noticed it, all teams are female. Are there any male dancers um, in the you know higher levels of the uh, upper divisions of dance team? 
Yeah, there are. And actually when I was on the team, we actually had a, a male on the team here as well. So we've had males on the team. Um, and there are definitely, um, I wouldn't say it's 50, 50, but I would say there's a good handful of teams that have male dancers, um, on their teams and on the sidelines as well as competition. So it's definitely on the rise too, I would say in terms of participation numbers as well. That was such a good, good question to you, Brad. I'm just like, well, and cause she'd mentioned Rudy, uh, choreographed, um, that routine who like, uh, he was a little bit younger, but from, uh, Florida and from Georgia. And so like, I, I know Florida has a huge, as far as high school goes of a really big presence of male dancers, but yeah, I just, I never noticed it. Um, on like the teams that we were like Ohio state, uh, Arizona, Tennessee. Um, but okay. Now we know. (laughs) So if you're listening boys out there and you're interested in, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Um, I just had one more question and I want you to clarify, you guys have to cheer at games for the other things too, right? So, so how do you break that up during the years that you have that football season and then you're also simultaneously practicing for nationals? Yes. So it's, Honestly, I don't know what the best word to describe it is. It's hilarious is what I'm going to start with. Watching a studio trained dancer try and like figure out what it is that we do. But we bring people onto the team. I was that kid. I'd never done Palm before I showed up at Ohio State. And I'm cool with that. We're totally down to like help people get to like familiarize themselves with game day and Palm and all that. As long as you come in with fundamental technique I can't teach that in a month. (laughs) There's no way. Right. But you know, if you have body awareness and control and all of that, we can teach you how to do palm. So that's kind of my mentality. Um, but yes, so we do that a lot of that preseason and we have like four to 50 band dances that our band plays, which is known as the best, um, the best damn band in the land, by the way. Um, so it's it's quite a repertoire that you have to do your freshman year. And I always tell them, I'm like, one-time investment, it's not going to be super fun the first year. And then like, they don't change. So you just keep rolling the next few years. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how we do that. And we support football, men's basketball, um, women's volleyball, occasional ice hockey, not on the ice, but you know what I mean? Wrestling, whatever they want us to do, we'll do. That's incredible. One time I had to cheer at a water polo game and it was not fun. And we were like standing on the edge of the pool. There was like, they don't need, they don't need dancers at a water polo game. There was nowhere to stand. And like one of the balls like flew out of the water, like hit my friend in the leg. It was terrible, but I'm glad they're keeping it into those sports. (laughs) It's funny you say that Alex, because one kind of final question I wanted to ask Melissa, funny, embarrassing, like any stories that you look back on, you're like, oh, there was that one time, Um, anything like that, that you would be willing to share? Honestly, so many, but like the one that stood out just because we were talking about people getting hit is I was at a basketball game and we are on the court, obviously. So they sit on the side and then I sit on a chair and I have a headset on. Well, a lot of times, like while the game's going on, there's things going on in the headset of like, okay, at this time out, blah, 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 blah. You change it relative to what's going on in the game, whatever. So I'm looking across the way at the fan experience marketing person. Well, they were, the team was on our side of the court playing or whatever. And this basketball player, I swear to you, I, by the grace of God ducked, but like flew over my chair and I should have been like a pancake. 
I should have been like back down, like flat out. Um, to but clarify, luckily, the, I, the player, not the ball, the no, human. The player, <laughs> the human being, the six foot seven forward, like basically hurdled my head over the chair. Um, and I don't know why, but I had the instant instinct to duck down instead of back, which thankfully, because otherwise I would have for sure run in the hospital. Um, but it all happened in like 2.2 seconds. So it was, it was totally crazy, but I feel like that, that stuff happens all the time because we're right there. Um, right. So if you're not paying like close attention to the court. You are definitely entering the line of danger. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Cause I love how you transitioned. You were like, speaking of getting hit and like it, immediately I might've like getting hit by a football, getting hit by a basketball. <laughs> no, I, a know, human. A human. <laughs> a human. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like, large, like six, seven, not just, I'm five one. So not just like, you know, my size person. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, Melissa, we can't thank you enough for your time uh, this afternoon. Honestly, it's been a learning, like I've learned so much uh, from talking with you. Um, and yeah, we're so grateful to, to have you on our show to share uh, your knowledge, your insight with all of our listeners. Um, if they want to stay up to date with you um, and follow you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we of course have our website, so highestatebuckeyes.com. Um, and we're under women's or men's sports. You'll see spirit squad. And then dance is kind of under that umbrella with cheer and our, our mascot, Brutus. Um, and then of course, social media. So we have a Facebook page. Our Instagram is Ohio State Dance Team. Pretty easy. Um, and we actually post a ton on Instagram. That would I would say is like kind of our most active social channel. So yeah. Thank you so much. And also uh, for our listeners, you can catch um, the Ohio State dancing being highlighted as well as Melissa on the newest, most recent issue of Inside Dance Magazine. So be sure to check that out online. On cover and, story. Yeah, yes. seriously. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait to read it and learn more. But thank you again for taking the time to do this. I know uh, how crazy it is. And the rehearsals and practices. So thank you for taking the time to speak with us and being like so open with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad I, I you know, dance team is just growing and it, I think it's still on the upward trend. So I'm hopeful that this will bring some more awareness to the world of dance team. And it's not weird and creepy, like it's super fun. And it's for anybody that has a background um, in dance, especially the studio kids, um, it's a great option for them. So amazing. Thank you again. Best of luck as nationals. We'll have to circle back and get an update, but I have no doubt in my mind that you guys are going to kill it. So have fun, stay well, stay healthy, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Well, thank you guys.